Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, your host of Let's Ride, your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning podcast right here on the Steel Curtain Network. Folks, it is a victory Monday. That is right. It hasn't been pretty all year. Why should we expect it to be pretty now? The Steelers find a way to win. They win 24-17 over the Los Angeles Rams in L.A. Is the West Coast curse gone? I don't know. We'll find out. We have a couple more trips out there this season. But before we go any further, it's a Victory Monday. What does that mean? We're giving away a free T-shirt. It can be a Victory Monday T-shirt. It could be another T-shirt. It's up to you. Victory Monday. All you have to do is check out Steel Curtain Network's Twitter feed. At some point today, Steel C Network. I'll retweet it on my own Twitter feed in case you don't follow both. But you're going to have to follow both. Make sure you check that out. That's going to be this morning, Monday morning, Victory Monday. Every time the Steelers win, we give away some free swag. So there you go. It's hey, we should all be happy. Starting the week off the right way. Let's also start this show off with the injury update like we always do. After the game, Mike Tomlin spoke to the media and said they really had a clean bill of health after the game. Uh, the only injury that was noted by Mike Tomlin was Cole Holcomb, inside linebacker with an ankle injury, and he said that it was something he was able to return to the game, which he was. He finished the game. Need to keep in mind sometimes the adrenaline's pumping. They might tape it up, and he's able to go out there and finish, but sometimes the swelling might be you know, significant afterwards. So don't be shocked if maybe Cole Holcomb finds his way on the Wednesday injury report or is discussed by Mike Tomlin on Tuesday. Hopefully he's fine, but you never know. Sometimes those things happen. Other than that, Mike Tomlin simply stated that it was bumps and bruises associated with the game of football. So uh, good news there for the Steelers. Not only did they win, but pretty, but pretty clean bill of health. So I was trying to think about this first half of the show. What exactly, how did I want to approach this part of the show? And What I decided was, let's do this kind of random thought style. Because the one thing I kept on going through was that the Steelers found a way to win again. You know, I'm always doing a text chain with my dad and my brother during games. And my brother kind of said it. He said, you know, it just feels like these guys, how are they in this game? It doesn't seem like they should be in this game. And there were parts of this game, times in this game, where no, it didn't feel like they had any right being even remotely close. Yet they were. They found a way to win again. So what did we learn? I think that's kind of where I am at this point in the in the stage, this stage of the game with the Steelers, is what did we learn about this team 
after this win over the Rams in Week 7. I thought of 10 bullet points, and then we're going to get to the winners and losers in the second half. So what did we learn about the Steelers? What I learned is that Joey Porter Jr. is different. He's really different. This is something I mentioned on the postgame show. If you missed that, go check it out. I said that I asked Dave Schofield and Brian Davis, who was the last Steelers cornerback who was physical enough, athletic enough to be able to play press man coverage? And they thought about it, and they said Rod Woodson. I said, okay, definitely falls into that category. Anyone else? And we kind of thought, well, what about Ike Taylor? Maybe, but not quite. That's Joey Porter right now. I'm not saying Joey Porter is Rod Woodson 2.0. No, I'm not saying that. The dude's a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, though, is that we as Steeler fans are so accustomed to that five- to seven-yard cushion, giving up the underneath route, that it's kind of different to see a cornerback playing real close to the line of scrimmage, getting their hands on wide receivers, and, yeah, he'll probably get flagged a time or two. And especially in his rookie year, he's going to have to feel out what the officials are going to call and what they're not going to call. But he is different. He is physical. The way that he plays, the press style that he plays, it's different, but it's a good different. That's what I'm learning is that Joey Porter Jr., who played, see, he played I don't have the snap counts in front of me right now because I'm, I'm recording this after the game, but I'll tell you that it was significantly higher than what it has been prior to the bye week. So what else did we learn? We learned that this offense still has no identity whatsoever. No identity. They're not leaning on the run game. They're not throwing the ball well. For three quarters of this game, it was atrocious. It was ugly, ugly football. They couldn't run it. They couldn't throw it, like I just said. It was bad. We all thought coming out of the bye week, maybe they'll have an identity. And when I think back to last season, after the bye week, they played the New Orleans Saints at home. And they won that game. It was a real low-scoring affair. It was ugly at times. It wasn't pretty, but they won. And they didn't turn it over, and that was the big thing. We'll get to that in a second. They didn't turn it over, and they started to kind of find their groove. Maybe that's what they did in the fourth quarter, but I've learned enough about this team to not make any assumptions about this team moving forward. So therefore, I'm not going to suggest that, oh, the fourth quarter success the Steelers saw, that'll definitely bleed its way over into week eight. No. Not saying that at all. They got to show me. What else did we learn? Kenny Pickett needs a running game. Again, I said this in the postgame show, and I apologize if I'm being repetitive. However, it's important that it's stated more than once and in more than one location. When Kenny Pickett is successful, go back to last season, down the stretch, whatever you want to do. When the Steelers' offense is having success, and that's something that people always ask. I just watched every bit of audio that I could listen to, watch whatever on social media from the Steelers' locker room, post-game press conferences, and they all ask the question, what is it about Kenny Pickett in the fourth quarter? Go back in the fourth quarter, typically, is when the Steelers are more balanced. They definitely were on Sunday. They ran the ball. I think they had over 50 yards in the fourth quarter rushing. And maybe that was just in the second half. Nonetheless, they only rushed for 80-some yards as a team. So when you think about all that production in the second half, that's also when Kenny Pickett started to throw the ball better. When the defense can't load the box, they can't stymie the run and still pressure the quarterback, That's Kenny Pickett is not at this stage in his career where he's going to be able to just say, all right, guys, hop on my back. 
we got this. I'm going to throw our way to victory. He's just not that guy, at least not yet. I don't know if he'll ever be that guy. Not every quarterback in the NFL, even those that have seen a lot of success and even those that have gone on to win championships, are that type of quarterback. He needs a running game, just like Ben Roethlisberger had a running game early in his career. Let's go to the next thing that we learned. They are protecting the football. That has been unbelievably important. Dave Schofield said it last week on his Stat Geek podcast. When the Steelers win the turnover battle, they typically win. No, every, I'm sorry, let me not say typically. When the Steelers win the turnover battle, they win the game. When they don't win the turnover battle, they don't win the game. They haven't had a game yet where it's been even, whether it's one-to-one or zero-to-zero. None of that hasn't happened yet this year. So once again, the Steelers win the turnover battle. They protect the football. They win the game. Protect the football. Hey, in terms of, comes to offense, something else that we learned is that it's better late than never, right? I we, we can all complain and bitch and moan about, oh, my gosh, the offense can't get it together until the fourth quarter, and then they go out there and they do this, that, the other. I'm of the ilk that I'd rather say better late than never. I would rather this team be a slug to start, sluggish of start of the offense, and then finally put it together when it matters the most. Better late than never. Now, defense is not immune to any type of criticism. This isn't just me railing on the offense. The run defense does need to be addressed. Uh, the Steelers gave up over 120 yards rushing again, and it's something that the Rams got away from the run only because they chose to. This was like a Kevin Stefanski-esque performance, and Sean McVay did the same exact thing. They're running the ball well. They're breaking off big runs. We're talking four or five yards a clip. And then for some unknown reason, they decide let's air it out. Let's air it out. What could go wrong? I'll tell you what could go wrong. Matthew Stafford is is running for his life. Matthew Stafford throws a key interception at a really bad time. Uh, Matthew Stafford fails to convert on third downs when it matters most in the fourth quarter. That's what can happen. The Steelers' run defense needs to be straightened out. I don't know if it is inside linebacker play, if it's more defensive front, or maybe it's just that they really miss Cam Hayward. It could be all of it. But that run defense is an issue, and it needs to be figured out pretty quick. You know, the Steelers, they pay their defense a lot. This got a lot of attention when Alex Highsmith got his contract extension. They're like, oh, my gosh. Look how lopsided the pay is to the defense. This is why you pay your defense a lot of money. There's a reason why. TJ Watt is paid handsomely. Why? Because I tweeted this out. I'll say it again in the winners and losers segment. Could you imagine this team if TJ Watt was not on it? Think about that. That's a nightmare. But think about that. If TJ Watt's not on this team, my gosh, would this team be awful. He is that type of player. That interception in the third quarter changed everything. It changed everything. So they pay their defense a lot because it means a lot. They do a lot. Minka Fitzpatrick leading the team in tackles. Alex Highsmith, again, with pressures, good run defense. The Larry Ogunjobi with a sack. These people are playing well. Is it perfect? No, just mention the run defense. But when you pay your defense that much, you expect them to make game-changing plays. It's exactly what they're doing. You know what else we learned? Special teams matter. (laughs) Special teams, boy, do they matter, don't they? On a night where Presley Harvin, we'll talk about him in the winners and losers segment, was almost perfect. 
Chris Boswell was perfect. And you look on the other side of the field and you see a kicker who missed three kicks, two field goals and one extra point. So a potential of seven points were left off the scoreboard. Now the extra point was nullified because they did get a two-point conversion. That's neither here nor there, but still. You talk about special teams matter? Yes, they matter, and the Steelers won that battle on Sunday in Los Angeles. Uh, What else matters is that, in my opinion, this is going to sound crazy. This is going to sound kind of like conspiracy theorist tinfoil hat. I'm a big conspiracy theory guy. I think they're a lot of fun. I love going down those rabbit holes. But still... I think the NFL has an issue on their hands, and it's not concussions. I think the issue is officiating. I think the integrity of the game is something the NFL really has to worry about. Some of these penalties, and I'm not just talking about in the Steelers game. You can look across the league. Uh, Look at the Cleveland and Indianapolis Colts game and how that ended. There are people out there, and with gambling so deeply ingrained now into the game and into the league with a lot of money being pulled by these companies and official gambling sponsors. When it comes to officiating and these plays are dictating some of the really, really key moments of games, well, you have a bigger issue on your hands, National Football League. And in my opinion, it is the integrity of the game. You have people questioning, is this stuff kind of rigged? Was that really a penalty? Did they just really hand them the win? This is weird. And when you look at some of the calls made in this Steelers-Rams game, it's hard to ignore. It's really difficult to ignore. All right, the last thing that we learned, or I learned, is that the Steelers are not playing good football. They are not playing well. The defense is playing better. But I would even I would even go as far as saying that they're not playing great. But you know what's crazy is that they're four and two. I want you to think about the alternative. If they, I mean, they could be two and four like that. When you think about like the Ravens game and this Rams game and some of the other games, like the Browns game, how they won that game. I'm not sure how they won that game, but still you look at these wins and you're thinking, my gosh, they're not good right now. And they're four and two. So a lot of people will say, well, they're, they're, it's a really bad four and two team. No one's going to argue that. But what I can say is this. When you think about how they're winning, and if they just clean it up a little bit, I'm not saying let's see 180 turnaround here. I'm saying let's just see a little bit of improvement. For instance, if the offense can actually sustain a few drives, the defense can continue to play good football, take the ball away, but also improve their run defense. Now, all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, you're going to have a team that is not a bad 4-2 and two team winning. They're going to start to resemble a team to be reckoned with down the stretch. That's what you want. You want your team playing the best football at the end of the season. I don't think anyone wants the team to play this poorly at times, though, either. Nonetheless, we learned a lot in this game. Unfortunately, a lot of questions, a lot of answers still yet to be found. One thing I will say, we have a lot of winners And actually, not a lot of losers after this game. We're going to diagnose all those coming up right after this break. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. 
In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, Steeler fans, welcome back. Second half of the show. It is time for the winners and losers. That is right. I'm always excited to do this when you have 10 winners and four losers after the 24-7 win. Let's get right into this. You know how this works. It's simple. It is a they play well, they're a winner. They play not so well, they're a loser. Or maybe there's some other facets. We dive into this on which side of the ledger we'll see. Winners and losers. First winner. Again, please don't come at me and say like Jeff why is this guy ahead of this one it's not that I don't do it that way okay sometimes it's just me going through the game looking at stats thinking about the game and I just jot them down so the first winner is TJ Watt now TJ Watt he only finishes his stat line is really mundane one tackle one solo one pass defense which is his interception but that one play that one play changed everything so the Rams, they get points at the end of the half. The Steelers are going into the halftime, have halftime trailing, and the Rams get the ball to start the second half. And what happens? The first series for the Rams, TJ Watts interception sets up the offense inside the 10. They punch it in. Kenny Pickett, touchdown, and everything flipped 
on its head after that. Kudos to TJ Watt. And he said openly that, hey, honestly, he said, I, 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 this wasn't like the only time I was dropping into coverage. Some of the media members are trying to say that he hasn't been dropping, kind of like a James Harrison going rogue in Super Bowl 43 thing. That was not this. TJ Watt just read the quarterback's eyes. Hell of a play. That's why he is a defensive player of the year. Okay, let's go to the next winner is Big Press. Presley Harvin the third. I didn't realize this till the postgame show. Dave Schofield mentioned it, that Presley Harvin, not only did he flip the field, have some really good punts, they had zero, meaning they, the Rams, had zero return yards. Not one. That's incredible. That means he had the hang time. They were fair catching everything. And he had some punts where he was back in his own end. This wasn't like it was punting from midfield all the time where it's, okay, punt it as high as you can. We're pinning them deep. No, zero return yards. Presley Harvin had a tremendous game. Good for him coming off that hamstring injury. He looked good. Looked really good. Next, pot. I love pot. No, not that pot. Points off turnovers. The Steelers were able to turn three turnovers. I counted missed field goals as a turnover on downs. Therefore, turnover on downs. And then, obviously, TJ Watts interception. All of them turned into points. That's what this team has to do. If the Steelers' defense is going to be based on splash, like that's how they're going to live, that's how they're going to thrive, that's how they're going to survive, then they have to be able to turn those points into touchdowns, and they did just that against the Rams. The next winner is Joey Porter Jr. He ends up with three tackles, two solo, and one pass defense. I mentioned how he's different in the first half of the show, and that's kind of what I wanted to go with this. I mean, when he's on the field, it's just it just feels different. You know, it's not someone that's constantly reacting to the receiver. It's a defender that's actually saying, you know what? I see what you're trying to do, and within the legality of the rules, or as best as I can, I'm going to stop you from being able to do that. That's different. Like that. That's not what we are used to seeing, and it's really fun to watch. I, have, I am fully preparing myself for Joey Porter Jr. to get defensive or legal contact, defensive pass interference calls, maybe even some holding calls. You live with it. You live with it. Why? Because he makes crucial plays in crucial moments. He had several good pass breakups and good coverage, mainly on uh, Nakua, who was killing the Steelers. Joey Porter Jr. is a winner. I just hope the Steelers view it the same way, and they actually get him out there more and more every single week. Next winner is the red zone offense. They actually got to the red zone three times in this game, and they actually converted on all three occasions. They had only, I think it was eight red zone trips prior to this game, three in this game alone, and all three were rushing touchdowns. This team hadn't even had a rushing touchdown in the season up until this game. They get three. That's awesome. Good for them. All right, this next player, and this I hate this. I hate how there's probably people either listening to me, Reading this article on Steel, SteelCurtainNetwork.com came and talk. SteelCurtainNetwork.com, and they're probably thinking, oh, my gosh, why are you putting this guy on the winner's list? Every time I put Kenny Pickett on the winner's list, sometimes people, are, I, I feel like they're like, oh, but he sucks. He's not the guy. So his stat line, listen to it, 17-25, 230 yards, a 9.2-yard average. He didn't throw a touchdown. He also didn't throw an interception, was sacked twice for 16 yards, finished with a 97.1 rating, but he did have a rushing touchdown. And he really played well in the fourth quarter when it matters most. So listen to this stat from Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Kenny Pickett completed his last nine attempts 
for 140 yards in Los Angeles. His second half performances are unexplainable, but impressive. He went nine for nine on his last nine attempts for 140 yards. Now you don't want to look back. So, I mean, he had 230 yards. That means that obviously of 140 of those came on his last nine attempts. Well, the previous throws were not very good, but he finishes these games in a way that you're like, gosh, how can I not put him in the winner's list? Kenny Pickett, I don't even know what to say anymore. Other than the dude is winning football games, and he's winning them with fourth quarter, not sometimes come from behind, sometimes they're game-winning drives. It's remarkable. It is absolutely remarkable. I think Jerry Dulac put it best when he said it's unexplainable but impressive. That is kind of Kenny Pickett in a nutshell right now. Unexplainable but impressive. Let's go to the Steelers' rookies as the next winners. They made key plays all around. You're talking about Joey Porter Jr. You're talking about Keanu Benton, who had two quarterback hits, playing really good football on the defensive line. Now, Darnell Washington's not doing what everyone thought he was, and Broderick Jones didn't start because Dan Moore did. And I, I get I get those frustrations. But then Nick Herbig goes out there, and he's chipping in, and he gets his first sack of his NFL career. It's really awesome to see these rookies stepping up. And while we would want to see more from Darnell Washington, like in the passing game. We want to see Broderick Jones out there more after having a good game against the Ravens prior to the bye week. This rookie class is at least showing a lot of promise, and I think that's important. The next winner is the fourth quarter. They outscored and outplayed the Rams 14 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Like Really, really awesome to see the Steelers playing well when it matters most. There's really nothing else to it. We have two more winners. The next one is Chris Boswell. He only made one field goal of 51 yards, was perfect with extra points. But on a night of missed kicks, not by the Steelers, it's good when you got Chris Boswell back there. And Boz is back. He's back. He's healthy. Last season looks like an aberration. And it just see every time he's kicking, you just have that confidence like, man, it's money. It's money in the bank. Money in the bank. 50 yards used to be like, wow, a kicker made a 50-yard field goal. Now it's nothing unless it's 60. It's incredible. Chris Boswell is incredible too, and he deserves to be on the winner's list. Maybe not so much for just this game, but for his season of work so far. The last winner is the game ceiling drive. How many times, maybe not just this year, maybe going back to last season, did the Steelers offense get the lead and the defense goes out there and they have to protect the lead and they do that. The ball goes back to the offense And everyone's like, oh, gosh, just don't give the ball back. Just ice the game away. Ice the game away. We've seen three and outs in that situation. We've seen a first down and then a punt, and they get the ball back. It was great to see the Steelers' offense ice the game away. It was good to see them not give the ball back. And you can talk about the spot on Kenny Pickett's uh, fourth and one when they went for it, yeah, you can talk about that that spot all you want. I don't care. I don't care. They didn't give the ball back. I care about the officiating. We'll talk about that in the losers segment, but I just don't care. They didn't give the ball back, and that's a winning performance. Let's talk about those losers. There's four of them. The early pass protection. So Kenny Pickett early in this game, those two sacks came really early. And this offensive front, the pass protection, whether that's the offensive line calling out the protections themselves, whether it's Kenny Pickett reading the defense and having to kind of shift and alter some stuff, 
They didn't know what the hell they were doing. It was bad. Like I said, they gave up two sacks, and on top of those two sacks, when it comes to quarterback hits, they had seven quarterback hits on Kenny Pickett. Now, did it settle in, and were they better in the second half? Yes, and that's why I said this is a first-half thing, the early pass protection, but still, it was bad. It was really bad, and you cannot do this with a young quarterback, okay? So a young quarterback like Kenny Pickett, he's going to get rattled if he gets hit early, and it takes some time to get some confidence back up. They did that, but still, that early pass protection sucked. Next are the self-inflicted wounds. Stupid penalties, but not just penalties, just bad play in general. Let me give you an example. I thought that the first drive of the game was very kind of symbolic of the Steelers' offense as a whole. What do I mean by that? In case you forget, first play from scrimmage, because the Steelers win the toss, they take the football. Hand off to Najee Harris. He gains eight yards. All right, what a start. Like This is great. We're not going to go three and out. They only need two yards. It's second and two. Second down, sack. Third down, pressure, throw the ball away, three and out, and there you go. Went from a second and two to punting the ball and a three and out. That's where it was. That's kind of the self-inflicted wounds at sack, but those stupid penalties, George Pickens, the crack back, I didn't really, that's tough. It's a tough penalty, but that's, that's again, I would say that's a dumb penalty because everyone knows the rules. Uh, that, that was a big Deontay Johnson catch and run. Also, the George Pickens taunting. Deontay Johnson taunting. Um, even TJ Watt lining up in the neutral zone. Really dumb penalties. Self-inflicted wounds. Can't have it. Got to clean it up. Next, just penalties in general. Steelers were penalized eight times for 76 yards. Now, that's really unex- It's really, I would have to say that this is it's inexcusable. You cannot win football games doing this consistently. The Steelers got to clean it up. I'm not sure what it was about this game that caused it to be really, really chippy, but man, it was bad. It was bad. The penalties were bad. Sometimes the officiating was bad. We'll get to that in a second, but the penalties, they got to cut it out. Lastly, officiating. How many bad calls for both teams? You know, people wanted that LA, they're probably really, really complaining about the poor spot. And they're saying that's ridiculous. Well, I'm going to point to the fact that sometimes these calls, like there was a call on Cooper Cup. That you, what what is the what is that call? There was no interference. There was no defensive holding there. Just really bad stuff. Akella Witherspoon. They're like, ah, oh, that wasn't defensive pass interference. Well, was Deontay Johnson really taunting? Like, what are we doing? The officiating. It just seems like, and this is something I'll point to. If you haven't checked out some of the NFL shows I'm doing. Go follow FFSN NFL anywhere where you get your podcast, and listen to my my whip around show, the NFL Whip Around with Kevin Smith, where we talk about different things. And what last week we talked about officiating, and the question was, do the officials know how to actually properly rule call a game? And Kevin was very blunt. He said, "No, I don't think that they do." Think about that statement. I mean, he made it very clear that in his opinion, and he knows more about football than I'll ever know that in his opinion, these officials are so wound tight to make all these the correct calls that they they get almost paralyzed at times. And then they, they throw the flag when they shouldn't. They don't want to pick it up. It's just awful. It's really, really bad. And like I said in the first half of the show, the NFL's got a problem on their hands, and it's officiating. It is a constant narrative. They need 
to fix it. I don't know how. It's an, it's not an easy fix, but they've got a, it, maybe the answer is a third eye, like an eye in the sky type official that can buzz down and say, look, we missed that one. That's not a call. Something. Get the calls right. That's what people want, even myself. And even if it means that it goes against the Steelers, I'd rather see the game called correctly so that there's not this shroud of mysterious craziness calls, throwing games, always being discussed. All right, there you go. Those are your winners and losers after this Week 7 win. I love these. I love these on a Victory Monday. Better than the alternative. So, folks, make sure you're looking out for the Victory Monday shirt giveaway. Also, make sure you're looking out for the mailbag tweet on Tuesday morning. And then, like I said, make sure you check me out on that FFSN NFL feed. Anywhere you get your podcast, just search FFSN space NFL. You'll hear me on the Fans First Football Show today, Monday, normally around 1030 or 11 o'clock with Rob Stats Guerrero. That'll be on your audio side. And then also the NFL Whip Around will be Tuesday morning. Check them out, folks. I have a lot of fun doing. I think you'll enjoy listening to them. But that's it for me. Victory Monday. Enjoy it. I hope you have a great start to your week. You know how you finish these out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Let's go. We'll see you on Wednesday. Go to you. My candles burning bright. I sleep for three to four hours every night. Sleeping coffee burning all to the morning light. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.